Welcome to the podcast we call Soul Chaser, featuring stories from the book by the same name, Soul Chaser. This is Jordan Rich, and by my side is author Lauren Decker. We want to spend time with you today at soul level, awakening our spirits to the simple and beautiful idea that God is love and love is everywhere. And now, today's installment of Soul Chaser. Hello again, everyone. I'm Jim Deering, bringing you another of Laura and Paul Decker's stories here on Soul Chaser, the podcast. Stories with a purpose about how God shows himself and his grace in everyday things. The Apostle John, writer of the fourth New Testament gospel, wrote in his 11th chapter, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Taking clues from the scripture, Lauren has endeavored to bring Lazarus to life in this story and to describe Jesus and his lifelong friend Lazarus, bringing him back to life from the dead. Today's story is titled, Lazarus. Lazarus, my friend, come out here. The voice calling for him was familiar, but it seemed oddly distant. Jesus, whose voice he now recognized, had called his name a hundred times from the portico outside his home near Nazareth. The two men had been friends since childhood. They had spent countless hours together, usually with their fishing lines in the water. Lazarus loved to fish. It was one activity he could easily do. Rough games played by other boys were not possible for Lazarus. He was lame in both legs ever since birth. While many children in the neighborhood teased him, Jesus was always kind and understanding. Lazarus had something wrong with his breathing also. Often, even after only a few steps, he would lean over on his crutches, trying desperately to catch his breath. Jesus had fashioned the wooden crutches for his friend in his father's carpentry shop. He had also made a wooden pushcart to transport Lazarus to the village on their many excursions into town. They were quite a sight together, disappearing down a gravel road. Slow down! would cluck Martha, Lazarus' older sister. Don't worry, Martha, the young Jesus would call back over his shoulder. With a knowing wink at Lazarus, the pair would be off for the day, nearly tipping at every turn. Their laughter could still be heard when they were well out of sight. I'll have supper on the table when you return, Martha would call to the wind. One such day, Jesus and his friend happened to find a bird lying on the path in the woods. Is it dead? Lazarus asked. It would appear so, replied Jesus, taking the bird into his hands. Jesus cradled the pitiful creature and then seemed to whisper something as he held it up to the blue sky above. After a moment, the little creature spread its wings and flew away. I guess it wasn't dead after all, said Lazarus. Jesus smiled and looked straight into his eyes. As Jesus drew close to his friend, he said, Perhaps not, but there are things that are stronger than death. Jesus drew close to his friend. They both knew this was a conversation to remember. Death is not the end. Jesus spoke with authority. Dead things 
come alive. Watching the bird fly out of sight, Jesus again turned his face to his astonished friend. There was seriousness to that sound of Jesus' voice. You will need to remember that one day. Their friendship grew as the years went by. Boyhood games were traded for adult discussions around the dinner table. Lame Lazarus would sit for hours talking with his friend. His younger sister Mary would join the group at the table, always quiet and listening. Martha would bustle about, always on her feet, always serving. As time went by, the discussions deepened to cover some amazing occurrences involving Jesus. It seemed he was claiming now to be the Son of God, and he was working miracles to back up the claim. Lazarus would study his friend's face on evenings like this, looking intently, trying to measure the sincerity of Jesus. He wanted to believe, but it seemed impossible. Jesus had no friends in the power structure, and his only companions were a rough-and-tumble group of fishermen and zealots. Occasionally, one or two of these disciples would come to the house with Jesus. These were intense times, and Lazarus lamented that his condition kept him increasingly housebound. Lazarus was worsening with time. That much was obvious. Yet he still leaned in and listened carefully to the dinner talks, until, off to bed with you, it would always be Martha sending him off to his bedroom in the back of the house. Oh, sister, it's early yet, he would protest. You need to get stronger, and sleep will help with that, she would counter. He knew arguing was pointless. Martha ran a tight ship. I'll be back to visit soon, Jesus would say to his friend. Sleep well. Why don't you heal him? Mary asked Jesus one night after her brother had retired to his room. I know you can do this. He's getting sicker by the day. Can't you help him? Oh, Mary, breathed Jesus. Sometimes our questions have no answers until the Father in heaven reveals them. Will he never be well then? Mary questioned. Finally, Jesus spoke. Lazarus will be more than just well. There'll be a day when he will be made more alive than he has ever been. Mary sighed and stated, I believe in the resurrection of the dead on that final day, but I hate to see him suffer so. The darker the night, the brighter the dawn's light, replied Jesus. Everyone around the table nodded in agreement. One morning, Lazarus was too weak to leave his room. His fever is high, fussed Martha. I'm going to call the doctor. I'm worried about our brother. Mary brought a cool, damp cloth and laid it on Lazarus' brow. I will send for Jesus, she said, not taking her eyes off her brother. A deep cough rattled in the sick man's chest. He gasped for air. He was laboring for each breath. I don't think that Jesus is nearby, replied Martha. He was traveling north, the last that we knew. A messenger was dispatched nonetheless. Hope against hope, the sisters 
watched at the bedside of Lazarus. Each breath came more slowly than the last, and then there were none. I must have been more tired than I thought, considered Lazarus. Did I really dream of angels? Lazarus, he heard the voice of Jesus calling again. But where was he? He tried to call back to his friend, but there was something covering his mouth. Peeling it away, he managed a response. Coming, Jesus! Where were his crutches? Why could he not see? This was not his room in the back of their house. Here, let me help you with those wrappings, a voice belonging to a man dressed in white. He had a glowing inner light that radiated around the place where Lazarus lay. This is a tomb, Lazarus whispered the words. Yes, it is, said the one helping him unwind the cloth strips that were wrapped around him. Am I dead then? asked Lazarus. You were, replied the glowing man. But our Lord has called you back to life. Now go forth. Are you an angel? Lazarus asked the question as he was led to the mouth of the burial cave. The man just smiled and said, You won't recall where you've been, but you will see it again in time. I remember it was beautiful. Lazarus was trying to clear his thoughts. That's it, said the man. I'm returning there now. As Lazarus stepped out of the tomb, he realized he had left his crutches behind, but he had no need of them. He took a deep gulp of fresh air and fell into the embrace of his friend. Jesus and Lazarus were beyond happy. The two began walking arm in arm the mile or so to the house, leaving the astonished sisters and the disciples to stand and wonder. Their laughter could still be heard when they were well out of sight. From that day forth, Lazarus was constantly by his friend's side. He stood with his sisters on Golgotha's lonely hill, where nails were driven into the hands that had fashioned the old crutches that he once had owned. Three days later, he had greeted Jesus with indescribable joy on the morning he woke from his own grave. Lazarus had never given up hope that there would be a resurrection of his friend, for after all, he had experienced one himself. And after Jesus ascended to heaven, Lazarus walked alone as an evangelist, carrying the message of Christ. Death is swallowed up by life, he would say. It is said that in his elderly years, old Lazarus was brought up on charges by those seeking to snuff out the early church. Threatened with execution if he continued proclaiming the new gospel, Lazarus laughed. As his words floated back on the wind, he could be heard laughing still as he walked out of sight. They heard him say, Dead things become alive. This 
has been Soul Chaser. We hope this program has caused you to consider the vastness of God's love for you. Nothing is going to change that reality, but love can certainly change you. Remember, love is everywhere, and God is love. Love is everywhere. This has been Soul Chaser. We hope this program has caused you to consider the vastness of God's love for you. Nothing is going to change that reality, but love can certainly change you. Remember, love is everywhere, and God is love. This is Jordan Rich for Lauren Decker and Soul Chaser. See you next time.